Welcome to Heroes of the Hydean Way. This is a Star Wars actual play, and we're experiencing the Fancy Flight Games Force and Destiny Chronicles of the Gatekeeper Adventure, developed by Tim Cox and Max Brook. To meet our characters and cast, you can join me in listening to a questionnaire I had the characters fill out for our enjoyment. This time, we're being introduced to Koba. These are the questions for me and for Koba. Start with Koba first, because that's the order the questions are in. Computer, play sad saxophone music. I'm Koba, the Doug Sentinel Investigator. It's a missed opportunity I've had. She was Deveronian. A pair of cybernetic legs with hydraulic jacks in them. She can really move on those things. Sometimes, in the midst of a high-speed chase, you'd hear a jump, squeal like every night spent nursing an iced frizz in the cold hyperspace. We worked together a few times. That was retrieval. She just kind of wanted to punch things. It seemed like they'd installed a chip on her shoulder as well as the cybernetic legs. She never told me what happened there, and I knew better than to ask. One day after a job, she came to me and said, Koba, we're a, we're a good team. All I could think about was, I wasn't ready to have a team. Having a team means you have people you can lose. Don't know where she went. Last I heard, maybe Lothal or something. So I can feel the force. Right. How has that changed my worldview? When you're in my line of work, especially somewhere like Narshada or Coruscant, but even somewhere like Malastare, you get a habit of looking over your shoulder. You never know quite if that Rodian is the same one you saw ten blocks back, or if that Aqualish was the one that you bumped into on Tatooine. Weightier blasters not enough to make you feel at ease, and you never know when you're missing something. There's always somebody who's better than you. Most of the time, finding out you weren't prepared comes right before it's too late. I used to always be looking over my shoulder, but now I don't have to to know that I'm being watched. On this tour on Felucia, what's one thing I liked? Uh, something about these planets that aren't built up in cities and colonies and roads and speeders. In the wilds, there aren't too many blind corners. No seedy dives, wretched hives of scum and villainy. <sighs> In the wilds, things are cruelly honest. The world wants to chew you up. It doesn't pretend any different. Those carnivorous pitcher plants, they don't, uh, they don't put on airs. They don't seduce you or buy you a drink or hide their gun under the table. They just ensnare you and, well... You don't have long to have regrets. So I've been in the wilderness with hippies for seven to ten days. What's something you want to get back to? Miss my own bunk. Long as I'm going to lie awake at night until exhaustion takes me to sleep whatever restless hours I can manage. I'd rather do it in my own bed. Same familiar, slightly off mechanical smell. Harsh neon from the dive bar across the sky street. 
coming in the windows or the blinds don't quite close. Same sounds of an upstairs neighbor clanking around with his rickety astromech, knowing where every weapon in the place is hidden. Every vibro-ring, every knife, every round for my fiver. I know it's not secure, not as secure as I'd like to make it, but it never can be. But at least I know. How has serendipity shown itself to me before? Uh, luck plays a bigger part in my job than you might think. When it comes down to it, everything's luck. You start to realize that no matter how many times you've fired your pistol, no matter how often you land a hit, there's countless factors in the galaxy, countless reasons that you might miss next time, that somebody might get you first. This was the early days, running jobs in the core, usually with a couple others. I wasn't in business for myself at the time. Back then, having a blaster under my jacket passed for preparation. Didn't need to count bullets. Knew that it would pierce even clone trooper armor, if need be. Not that I was eager to get to a dust-up. This was Coruscant, right? Right near the beginning of the war, give or take a few days. We just lost a Duro that was in possession of a an item that our employer wanted. He ran, hopped a speeder bike, took off into the Coruscant night, hundreds of meters up, deadly. We got outside to our vehicle, only to find the parking spot empty. Couldn't give chase. In a matter of seconds, the Dura was long gone. The weight of that payout we weren't going to get was heavy that night. We went and found somewhere to drown our last few credits and consider if we drag ourselves back to Narshida to uh, admit to our defeat or just try to make it somewhere else. I woke up sometime early in the morning. Didn't remember when I fell asleep or why I was at that booth. Barkeep was cleaning the counter as if a little bit of solution in a rag could clean away all of the things that have happened here, make all of it go away. Then Adura walked in, and he saw me, and I saw him. And even groggy, I was across the room in a moment. Doug can really leap, if you give us a chance. We are evolved to go from tree to tree. thing they don't tell you about Duro, those big, bald heads, they're awfully bony. My first blow hurt me as much as it hurt him, but my second was placed a bit better. Sent him to the floor. Managed to find out where he'd parked that bike. Left those antiquities he'd taken. We went back to Narshida and didn't tell anybody just how close we came to failure. Let's remember brush with the dark side. It was raining. Not normal rain, but that Weird stuff they get on Bespin from time to time. Gas giants of strange weather. You're not really supposed to be outside, but there's a few places you can find if you know where to look. Where the access hatch is. Where the secrets are. There's a rooftop. Strange half-night of a cloud city during the night phase of that part of the planet. Yeah, the star is not giving us any more light, but... Everything is illuminated outside. Across from me, at the edge of the rooftop, 
blaster held in my direction. Trandoshan. We'd sparred a few times. Traded blows. I knew I couldn't take him without a weapon. He knew I was a better shot. Sometimes looking back, I don't even remember why we were doing it. Was it... Was I protecting somebody or something from him? Was I trying to steal from him? Everything I've ever done, it kind of runs together. It's all somebody else pointing me like a gun. He fired, but I shot first. Caught him low. Took his leg out from under him. Not a fatal wound, but... Positioned as he was, well, there would be a long fall. He dropped his blaster so he could grab onto something for purchase. A railing. They don't really care all that much about safety features in those parts of those things. Those cloud cities. Guess maybe they think that if you fall, well, you don't have a ground to hit, do you? Just fall forever, maybe. At least until the atmosphere gets pressurized enough that you'll be crushed. He held on to this railing. I woke up to him, reloading my gun. He looked up at me and... I had him. He knew he'd been beat. But me, this guy, had he'd gotten in the way of a payday a few too many times. Had a few scars that he'd given me. There, and Malastare, and Shandrilla, of all places. So I pushed him. That was that. I wonder if he's still falling. Maybe I'm the one that's falling. How do I have to present myself to the galaxy with the Force as a part of myself? I'm just trying to figure out how I fit. I don't know how I want to present myself to the galaxy, because I don't know how I want to present myself to me. Boy, wasn't that cheery? Yay, Koba. Okay, so how about my questions? Uh, I'm Brandon. You may know me from this show last season where I played Barrowin and stuff. I am currently a game developer for Fantasy Flight Games. So, um, I also pop up in a book here and there on the credits page. Yeah. But also I do board games, I guess. Anyway, I'm out there. Uh, what's one thing I'm looking to explore with this character? I want to explore Vibro Rangs. I don't mean that facetiously. I, I kind of want to use silly weapons with this character. Vibrorangs and improvised weapons and, and stuff. And, and Doug have a certain physicality because of their whole arm-leg thing that I think lends itself to kind of some interesting ideas in, in fights. I also am very much like kind of looking for a... You know, wrong side of the law type who still has a certain amount of personal honor, but isn't sure if maybe the obvious answers are, are the best ones, the ones that usually are dark side kinds of things. Koba wants to have some kind of effect, but he also is aware that he's insignificant compared to most anything, really. <laughs> What's one epic moment I want to have with my character? I want to throw a vibrorang and miss and have somebody taunt me about it only for it to come back and hit them from behind. Yes. 
How would you describe your character without mentioning their career, specialization, motivation, strength, or weakness? Uh, Hard-boiled. Koba's a little bit of a meddler, frankly. Sometimes he gets paid to do it, sometimes he doesn't. And meddling as much as he does has made him kind of a cynic. But still, it also means he knows that everything has an answer, or he believes everything has an answer. And it's just a matter of finding the clues. Also, he's the kind of person who uses vibrarangs and an actual revolver in Star Wars. So, make of that what you will.